On this, the second to the last Sunday of the liturgical year, Jesus continues with his message of preparedness for the end of time and the importance of sharing our gifts. As the two angels told the apostles after the ascension, as described in the first chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, why are you stand around looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from us into heaven will come back in the same way as you have seen him go to heaven. In other words, get busy. Today's gospel is the third in a series of parables that emphasize the need for faithful activity on the part of the disciples, while the second coming is delayed. All three utilize the image of a master of the household who returns after an absence. This one tells the story of a man's servants, each given talents and gifts before he left. Two of the three servants increased the value of their gifts, but the third buried his solitary gift in the ground. The master returned and condemned the one who did not try to expand his gift. The point is, we are all magi who come bearing God-given gifts, and we are expected to be generous with them. They are not just for us. They are meant to be shared. Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has repeatedly emphasized the importance of generosity and magnanimity. He has pointed out that generosity enlarges, not diminishes us. In a homily in Rome recently, he condemned consumerism, excessive spending to buy more than we need, as the enemy of generosity. Material generosity, sharing our material abundance, enlarges the heart and helps us be magnanimous, he said. Earlier, shortly after his election to the papacy in 2013, he told a group of students from Jesuit schools that the virtue of magnanimity means having a great heart, having greatness of mind, having great ideals, the desire to do great things in response to what God asks of us. It means also to do well the routine things, daily actions, tasks, meeting with others doing the little everyday things with a great heart, open to God and to others. St. Paul reminds us in chapter 12 of the first letter to the Corinthians that we all have gifts of the Spirit as well, which are to be used for the general good of the community, and that together they contribute to the body of Christ, which has many members, not just one. And ironically, the parts of the body that seem to be the weakest are the indispensable ones. Each of our gifts contributes to the whole and is unified with the giftedness of others. As Paul writes, if one part is hurt, all the parts share the pain, and if one part is honored, all the parts share the joy. A hymn by Marty Hogan, with which many of you may be familiar, captures this sentiment perfectly. We are many parts, we are all one body, and the gifts we have, we are given to share. May the spirit of love make us one indeed. One, the love that we share. One, our hope and despair. One, the cross that we bear. We can look to the example of the woman described in our first reading today from the book of Proverbs as someone who shared her gifts with her family generously and the wider community. Now, in my initial reading of this epilogue to the book of Proverbs, which is titled The Perfect Housewife, I found the description a bit quaint, 
and hard to relate to from the perspective of a 21st century married woman living in the first world. I must confess I had to Google spindle and distaff, as I only knew vaguely they had something to do with spinning wool and linen. And if you read this whole section, and not just the excerpts cited in today's reading, you might find yourself wondering if she ever slept. Today, with so many people managing careers outside the home and family commitments, our idea of a good day is when nobody's hair is on fire. Yet the virtues she exhibited, the gifts that she shared, transcend time, regardless of our individual vocation today. Compassion, generosity, hospitality, commitment, devotion, and fear that is respect and awe of the Lord. She did the little everyday things that Pope Francis described with a great heart open to God and to others. Today, I would cite a contemporary woman who utilized her God-given gifts to transform the notorious La Mesa State Penitentiary in Tijuana, Mexico. Mother Antonia, as she was called, was born to wealth and grew up in a Beverly Hills mansion. Married and divorced twice, she began helping prisoners and families at the penitentiary in the early 70s after her seven children were raised. She sewed her own habit and was allowed to live inside the walls of the prison where she was known as La Mama, or the prison angel, for 34 years until her death in 2013. She could come and go as she pleased and made frequent forays into border communities in the United States to visit with her children or seek additional volunteers and donations. The prison operates like a small village with drug lords living in relative comfort in apartments with their family members and security guards, while many inmates just slept on the floor. She called them all sons and intervened when conflicts broke out in the vastly overcrowded and poorly maintained facility. She shamelessly sought donations from her numerous friends and contacts in the U.S., and she supported the families of police officers in Tijuana who had been killed in the line of duty. As she drew more women into her prison ministry, Mother Antonia decided to seek the blessing of church authorities to form a new religious order, the Udist Servants of the Eleventh Hour, for older women interested in working with the poor, and entering religious life. She named her order after St. John Eudes, a 17th century French Catholic priest who had a special devotion to the sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary. Today, there are 12 active nuns and 12 retired. Most of them are between 40 and 65 when they enter, and some of them now serve in related ministries in the United States. Mother Antonia once said, There is no one so ugly, he does not have beauty within him. No one so weak, he does not have great strength. And no one so poor, he is not endowed with richness. Each person is of invaluable worth. She was not only talking about those whom she served, but about each of us. We are all people of invaluable worth. Share your gifts. It is a timeless blessing for those who give and those who receive.